welcome to today's episode of I'd Crit That. My name is Victoria. Hi, I'm Eric. He actually said his name this I remembered time, everyone. my name today. Round of applause. For those of you who didn't watch episode three, <laughs> I said my name and then I pointed to Eric and Eric went, hi. Hi. <laughs> That's it. Anyways. I have um, been, I've, when, when you made that clip of that, I, every time I hear that, I laugh because it's, so it's one of the dumbest things. It's, he actually genuinely does laugh every single time it's so funny like if the clip plays out loud like let's say we're going to look at comments or whatever if the clip plays out loud you have a little chuckle about mm-hmm. it yeah. um i hope everyone had a wonderful ttrpg filled week uh we didn't yeah we played <laughs> nothing our games have been canceled the last two weeks but great news they are back they're back this week with my game uh so this coming week we're going to be playing a list And then next week, we're going to be doing Eberron. So we're going to get back to the weekly updates on how our games are going. I'm like so stoked to play ALSU this week because you all are going to start unraveling the mystery. But I'm not going to get too far into it. Um, What was I going to say? I totally just lost my train of thought. It actually genuinely. It's gone. Left me. Incredible. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. (laughs) gone um i wanted to talk about so this is not d ttrpgs but we had two awesome board games come in this week yes that we, did. we are so excited mm-hmm. to play um and so i want to tell you all which ones they are and then we will update you on uh when we play them we're huge board game people yes um my favorites are everdell um it's mostly everdell uh i also like Mary mr darcy i love wingspan um, I love Sagrada. Um, and then we play a co-op game called Kingdom Death together. We finished yes. a whole campaign. We did do the first, like the yeah, base campaign. the base campaign. Yeah. And then we just started a Sunstalker campaign. So we're big board game people. We ordered a board game called ISS Vanguard, like literally a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it finally came this week in the world's largest box. So we actually have a long weekend up here, like when we're recording this and we have carved out Monday, which is the last day of our long weekend to literally not even play it. Just figure it out. Just figure it just out. Just figure it literally out. Literally unbox it. Read the rules. Get a sense of set how it to play. Up. Yeah, I think set, set it up. I think setting it up will give us a good perspective. Yeah. We might be able to run a game. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe one. Maybe one. Um, and it's one of those like campaign ones. So yeah. it's not one that you like you can't finish the game in one setting like you need to like yeah you finish like a quest or like one aspect of the game it's much like kingdom death in that way Uh, which for those of you who don't know what kingdom death is it's like a body horror um uh board game and it's awesome and the artist like the person who makes the game they love drawing a thick girly pop and i'm a thick girly pop and so I love seeing the thick girly pop representation. That being said, I do have to give a warning. They're mostly um, nude. <laughs> they're mostly not clothed. It's so fine. I really We're do need to the, then then and uh, also the body horror part is very real. It's very graphic. So uh yeah. Yeah. For all the listeners who are like, ooh, fun game for me to play with your kids. No. <laughs> Maybe not for Absolutely children. Absolutely not. Do, Stick to the adults. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other game that we have that came in, which I am so excited about, I mentioned Wingspan already, which if you don't know what Wingspan is, it's like a board game where you basically create an aviary. Uh, they came out with a dragon version called Wormspan. And the minute I heard about it, 
I said to Eric, I was like, we need to pre-order this the minute we can pre-order. We, we need to get must the first buy round. This and we did. Immediately. So we and did. it came this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Eric's, a couple of Eric's friends were like, come over, let's play it. And Eric was like, I need to play it with Vic first or else yep. uh, the world might end. Yeah. The world may just very I well I think you end. would be very, very disappointed. I would be so upset. You'd be pretty sad. I would be really, really sad you'd be if really you played sad. it with someone else first. Yeah. I think um, you would be. And I, you know that. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know that I would no, be a sad limits. baby. These are soft limits. Um, yeah. So we're really excited about our board games. I also wanted to let everyone know um, something that I've talked about on my personal pages, but it's not something that we've talked about on here. Uh, we're going to be at PAX East. Yes, we will be um, at PAX East. We are going to be at PAX East. It's our first U.S. convention ever. I'm so excited. Um, and uh, if you see us on the floor, uh, come say hi. Mm-hmm. We would love to know whether any of our like podcast listeners um, actually recognize us, um, or to see us or want to say hi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, if you see us and are a little too like, Oh no, I, I don't want to, that's okay too. But just know that we're very approachable people. Um, except me, I'm very scary. That's not true. I'm the scary one. <laughs> um, except I'm not. So that goes to show how scary <laughs> each of us are. <laughs> I've been approached many times by people, um, at conventions and it's always such an honor to like have people like actually know who I am. So I'm, if you're going to be at PAX East, um, we are also going to be at PAX East. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so because we don't have a D and D game to catch you all up on today, I wanted to do another new DM tips. Yeah. So we're going to do a new DM tips. We're going to do an, am I the asshole? We're going to do a couple hot takes. Classic, yeah. classic, classic, classic. Um, uh, you started with the DM tips last time. Okay. Do you want to start again? Yeah, I can I can go. Yeah. Um so this uh DM tip I am pretty much shamelessly stealing from uh Matt Colville. He has a uh YouTube channel that is really successful. Obviously, he also does MCDM. You might even see the Arcadia sticker on my uh laptop. So I'm Eric's clearly a, a fan. Big MCDM fan. Yeah, I'm a big, big Matt Colville, if you're listening. Big fan. But his one <laughs> One thing that I think is um, just kind of good for, um, I think, beginner DMs and like allowing yourself to be inspired. Um, he has a thing where he, where he essentially says, take all the things that you like in the media that you consume, mm-hmm. like the sci-fi, the, um, the fantasy, that sort of thing. Just steal it. Just take it. Just, just steal it. Just take it. Just take it. Yeah. Um, so like if you really if you love Dune, if you love a sandworm, if sandworms are like one of your favorite parts of Dune, make got, a sandworm. First, I have questions. Yeah. I've got a handful of questions. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying if your favorite thing in the world is a sandworm. Oh, oh I see. I I've got some questions for you. But like if if one of your favorite things about Dune was the fact that there are gigantic sandworms that yeah. like, you know, eat entire um, you know, spice extractors whole. Like put stuff like that in your game. Like doesn't have to be necessarily sandworm. It can just be like a giant worm that burrows through rock, like a, like a mountain worm, a mountain worm or something like that. Make the content you wish to see in this world. the thing that you want. If you, um, like my first campaign that I ran, 
like for 5e was heavily inspired by Majora's Mask. Like heavily, heavily inspired. There was a mischievous little kid that got hold of an artifact that had a cruel god inside. I hate Majora's Mask as as a game. Clearly. Um, But like I just like what happened was I literally watched like a fan edit. So it's like a fan made thing of Majora's <laughs> Mask, AMV. essentially of like of like Majora's Mask, and I just like reminded myself about how much I fucking love that game, yeah. And it just like awakened something inside of me, and I was like, I want to, I want to like run this as essentially the plot for a game, and it helped also that like all of my players happened to choose very like fey woodland druid like like we have like two druids yeah so we had a ranger i think we had like yeah we just had um we had a warlock that was like an arch fey warlock yeah right so like it all like worked not the yeah not the wiggle everybody's listening to the podcast eric just did like a full body wiggle it's a wiggle work um um but yeah so yeah like like literally just if you allow yourself to get hyped up about something yeah. that you see and shamelessly steal it. Yeah. And don't be afraid of the players guessing it or like yeah. or like seeing the trope and then like figuring it out because it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to be right. It is. It's fun to be like I solved the puzzle. I bet there's vampires in this haunted house and then for it to like be, be true yeah. it's so much fun to be like hmm these like kind of more gruff and furrier than normal like yeah. adventures that we happen to be camping with they seem maybe they're werewolves yep you know like yep. and just like and then for that to be right that's fun yeah that's cool um yeah so like steal shit that you like um i think that's so good and like it's that one is one that like it's it's one that I have a really complex relationship with because as a writer yeah you're going to have a hard time with that I never want to steal anything yeah. I'm always creating my own stuff uh that's why uh I like I think that's why I have so much I'm thinking about it now I think that's why I I never want to run modules Right. I, I mean, think you, that might actually be why. You did steal an entire campaign setting. Yeah, but it was like homebrewed. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't steal it. I asked Jenny's permission. I, I, I know. I'm um, I'm I'm ribbing you. I'm ribbing you. I felt you. super we all the players of Tabletop Tavern, we felt really involved in the creation of the yes, world. That's just something that you were involved in. So it doesn't quite feel like someone like put out a piece of media and yeah. you just consumed it and then and you're a gonna steal it. Huge aspect of the world as a list you is is because of a character I created. Yep, one hundred percent. Right? Dude, one hundred percent. It feels like I'm mostly just I know you're busting your chops. You're absolutely fucking with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that I personally struggle with not struggle with it's just not something i find myself doing i won't kind of like take things Mm -hmm. um from other from other stories or other people like i might take a theme or an element and twist it to my own desires but i don't just take things and that's not to say that it's not a good tip um as long as it's 
a home game and yes. you're not making money or making an actual play with it, steal away. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's actually a really away. good thing. If you are making, if you're <laughs> making something like Dimension 20 and, and you just like full on Obviously steal something from that, that, maybe don't do that. Don't but make like, money off of it. If you have your home game and you really love a crown of candy and you want to run your game in Brennan's world, I don't just do it. think Brennan's going to be upset that people are sitting at home running a game in his world. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. So, he would, he would, I, I mean, I don't know him, I don't, but like, yeah. I think he'd be psyched. I mean, I would be psyched. Yeah. I would be psyched. Obviously if I was we him. can't speak for him, but anyways, yeah, yeah it's, I, I totally get what you're saying and I agree. I, I think, think I would struggle. I think yeah. I struggle with an that. An example of this for that happened recently was actually when we were doing the ship battle in Eberron, like yeah. the, like the sky ship. And I was the like, sky pirates. and I just decided to steal the whole concept of having to clip in to from treasure planet. Yeah. For the ship from treasure planet, just because treasure it. planet, there's a, there's a scene where like they're running away from like a supernova. I think it's a black, it's, it's, it's a black, supernova turning into a black hole or something. or something. I don't know, but essentially they're getting, they're getting away from it. Yeah. Um, but everyone needs to be roped in or else like they could just, in. you could just get sucked in. Right. Yeah. And so I just stole that because I knew that I wanted to have the, the ship get, go upside down at one point in time. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. I think that was a fun element and it was something that you took that made the battle more interesting yeah, 100%. and more strategic. And so you can just take things. Just take things, especially when it's a home game. All right. I have two tips. I'm not going to say both of them this week. I'm going to save one for next oh my week. God. Um, but they're Show both off. really good, just for the record. So you should get excited for the second one. But the one that I am going to say today is um, sometimes your players have good ideas. Oh, yeah. And, okay. um, I know where this is. Uh, you should just run with it, you know? So I'm going to give yes. you all an example of something that happened during Shiver. So we had been traveling. We'd been trying to figure out what was going on, who these creatures were. We came up to a door. The door was in the basement of a vampire's house. I said, oh, I've absolutely figured out how to open this door. And so I sliced open my finger and pressed my hand, my the blood to the tongue of like the clicker. Because I was like, like it's the a door, vampire. Like the door. Yeah, like the banging, the door. on Or you know, gargoyle how, handle yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The door, the door goil. Um, the door goil. Um, <laughs> it's awful. It's so, awful. <laughs> um, so I was like, this is definitely how to solve it. We're not going to ask any questions. And uh, Eric was like, yep. Yeah, and the door opens. And then afterwards, all of our friends left. And we always debrief on the couch. Yeah. It's just something we do. So we our friends leave. And then whoever's DMing is like, was that good? <laughs> actually that does happen and then we debrief yeah um but i was basically you were basically like that door wasn't locked but what you came up with was cool so i changed it <laughs> yeah to make it fucking y'all cool. didn't know yeah right and like that was a moment for me where i was like so true bestie like you can just change things if your yep. players come up with something mm -hmm. cooler mm -hmm. like and and i think that it's it's something not a lot of dms think about because i think dms like are 
often trying, like part of the fun of being a DM is trying to trick your players, trying to like get them mm-hmm. to like solve your mysteries and yeah. like, ha- like come up with all of these, like, like solutions to your puzzles. And obviously like as a DM, you spend a lot of time coming up with your puzzles, but I think there has to be a fluidity in it. And if you have a solution to your puzzle and then your player is like, what if it's this? And you think, I, I really wish I would have thought of that. You can just pretend you thought of it. Yeah. Like, like you can, you can just be like, yeah, you can just be like, holy That's shit, you did it. The solution you, you solved the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> you are so smart. You're literally so smart. And in fact, you are smarter than a DM. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of like my tip for today is just like, remember that this is a game and you might be running the game, but you're also playing in the game, even though you're running it. And if something seems cool, you made the game up. Yeah. So you can just change what you made up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very good moral for everyone to, to understand. Well, yeah. It kind of like comes into like the basic rule of like, like kind of like a, like an overarching rule. I bet a lot of our tips are going to have is just like, Hey, this is for everyone to have fun. Yeah. Right. This is for yeah. everyone to have fun. 100%. Um, and there are some DMS that, and some tables, I think maybe actually a better way to say this is some tables that like really want the world to function like a real world and for like, you know, well, I've decided, for example, you might have like a thing like, well, I know this NPC is going to be doing this. Yeah. And if the players don't, don't stop them or don't interact or whatever, this is going to happen. Yeah. Right. And you know, like that might, that might trigger some sort of event or something like that. That is cool. And in general, I really like that kind of stuff, but um trying to like sticking too close this is what i guess one tries to say sticking too close to your plans yeah because you think it's more realistic or because you think like you know like well that's not like this is my original plan yeah and that sort of thing this is why i thought of don't like it's plans can change and yes, if you never can. and if you never told the players your plans the plan the plan isn't isn't finished yet. The plan is fluid. The plan is fluid until you speak it yeah. to one of the players. Yeah. It's not real. 100%. It's not real. Yeah. So like same thing with this door, right? Yeah. This door, all I had said was that it was a door. It had like a go 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 thing Sorry, on it. Sorry, what was that? It was a, that's me trying, having a hard time saying door gargoyle and laughing at myself. <laughs> okay. Um, you didn't even try. Yeah, no, no, I was... <laughs> I was specifically just, uh, I just decided to just fall yeah. on my face with it and, uh, and I for, respect for the lulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what that. I do I for, for you all. Um, <laughs> the sacrifice. Yeah, this is a sacrifice makes. to my pride. Um, no, like this door, was this a door yeah. that had like a creepy kind of vampire-esque um, handle? For the vibes. Right? For the vibes. Purely for vibes. Only for vibes. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, by hence said it was locked. I never said it was unlocked. Yeah. So then when someone yeah. decided to do something cool, I was like, all right, cool. So I guess like, yeah. Um, DM tick, uh, like 1B is just like, 
until you say it to the players, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I'm sure that that's going to come up in A-list as well. Oh, 100%. And I'm sure it's going to come up in Eberron. It's come up thousands of times in Eberron already. Really? Yeah. I've changed things Tell so me. often. I want to know. Um, I thought up of the idea of there being like an enemy party that was doing like having us almost like a second heist. Oh yeah. That was a late, like that was late in development. Right. Probably that wouldn't have been in the game if we hadn't canceled so many sessions and I hadn't cooked for too long. There was a lot of cooking. <laughs> there was a lot of cooking that happened for that. The heist. holidays happened. The holidays happened. Right. Yeah, so. And like, I don't know. You can't record that, yeah. like, not record. What the fuck am I talking about? You can't play that much during the holidays. Yeah, you just exactly. Can't. You like, just it's can't. It's not feasible. You just can't. Yeah. Not unless your, like, party is your friends. Yeah. Or not your friends, your, like, family. 100%. Um, and then you play during Christmas dinner, which sounds pretty cool. But um, family goals? I don't family know. Family goals. Family goals. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there were a lot of things that, like, I came up with... Um, very very late so like yeah. the blood cipher was pretty early the yeah. true name part was really early in there yeah. um the fact that Soracatra was taking down Niels' true names was pretty early in development what exactly development. well pretty early in the development of, of the like heist yeah i should give everyone context eric works in software oh okay so. sure fine 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 fine, fine. But Make yeah. it about that, I guess. <laughs> sure. They give this little delicious little tidbit about mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Delicious little. Um, anyways. Um, okay. So we've given our DM tips. Yeah. A lot, actually. I think this was pretty I, dense. It was quite good. You know, we kind of went through the forest a little bit with it. Kind of That's like okay. meandered. <laughs> we hung out. Yeah, we hung out. <laughs> we we went chilled. for a nice leisurely walk together. <laughs> Um, you had some fungal tea with some gnomes. Oh my God. <laughs> we are going to do an Am I the Asshole now. Uh -oh. <laughs> These always make me nervous. I've already talked about why they make me I've nervous. I've had this one pulled up since last week. It was a toss up between this one. Okay. Am I the Asshole? Yes. I told him I'm sick of hearing about D&D. &D. Oh, oh my goodness. I am ready for this. My husband, 30 male, just started playing D&D &D around the beginning of last year. At first, I, 30 female, figured that his obsession with the game would slowly dwindle with more experience in time. I was fucking wrong. You were fucking wrong. You were so wrong, girly. I can promise you, you were fucking wrong. Literally everything he does now revolves around D&D. &D. When we talk, we either talk about stuff we have to get done or D&D. &D. Uh, he is constantly cornering me around the house to tell me about some new rule he found or a new character he developed that's happening in his D&D groups. My relatives are even annoyed by him because that's all he wants to talk about with anyone. Mm -hmm. All of the gifts from him for every holiday last year were all D&D related, his request. That includes gifts from me and his family. He is now dabbling in making his own dice. He constantly makes stupid D&D &D jokes that I don't get and don't make me laugh. He drinks from D&D &D mugs, wears D&D &D shirts, and watches D&D &D shows all night long. He's part of every possible D&D &D chat and group online that he can be. Because he's so into it, I tried it out because I wanted to be a good wife and support him in his new hobby. 
I played for a while and just never got into it. I'm not into role-playing and without role-play, the entire thing is incredibly monotonous. It's just so damn boring to me. I'm sure it doesn't help that all I hear about or see from my new husband, from my husband is fucking D and D the other day we were on a five day streak of him literally only talking to me about D and D and I couldn't take it anymore. I told him I couldn't take it and that I didn't want to talk about it for a while. I told him I was happy that he found something he really loves and is interested in, but I'm not that into it. And though I don't mind hearing about it every now and then I'm sick of it being the only thing we talk about. He said he understood, but now he's upset and I feel like a bad partner. It sucks hating something that your partner loves. I guess the only reason I like it at all is because he likes it. And I also feel bad because it's really his only outlet. He lost a really close relationship last year and I've been really sick. So reality is very stressful for him. He also works and goes to school. I want him to have this outlet because it's keeping him somewhat sane, but I seriously can't take it anymore. All I see is and hear about it is that it gets bad enough that I don't want to be around him or talk to him. Okay. This is, this one's tough. I actually do have a lot of sympathy for both people here. I can see both sides. I can see, I, yeah. So I would say, um, I don't necessarily think you go. Yeah. I don't think that she's an asshole. It actually sounds like she's done her best to but I also try to be think there for. She should like have a little more compassion. Well, I mean, sounds we'll like see. she's already, sounds like she's already trying, yeah. she's trying her best about it. And here's the thing as someone who loves D&D. Yeah. I get it. I I know yeah, I no, really I get, get it. it. I, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. Like when you get really into it, especially when you DM. I'm no for real. Like when you DM, 100%. I do find that like our conversations started to resolve around D and D so much more. I know. <laughs> like I know. so well, much. Especially when we both started DM. Yeah. Then it became like a huge, a huge thing. Yeah. Right. Now it helps that both of us are heavily inspired by it. We love it. So like it's a big positive part of our relationship. Well, yeah. But it would be so it, it would, would be, be hard if would like be hard. either one of us wasn't into it. Yeah, no, it would actually be really hard. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be hard for both of us. Um, I think that I'm gonna be honest. I'm leaning heavily towards not the asshole in Me this. Too. Because I think I think this is a real problem. Yeah. I think this is like a real a, a real thing that can get annoying. Yeah. You know, now I think there is a solution to this, you know, um, which is that to work on finding a shared interest between the yeah. two of you that both of you are into. Yeah. Um, obviously like, I don't know this couple. I don't know the context. But she but said like, it's basically his only outlet. Yeah. So, so we like, can derive, like we can derive from the context of what she wrote that this is his only outlet. This is his right? current creative outlet. There is not yeah. another creative outlet going on. Yeah. Right. And so she says she's sick. Understandable. I'm chronically ill. I get it. Um, and that sucks and that's awful. Um, but humans need hobbies. Yeah. And Nobody wants to come home and like some people don't like talking about TV. Some people don't like talking about movies. Some people like talking about their hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
this person is one of those people who likes talking about his hobbies. And this is the only fucking hobby he has. So here's, here's my, here's what I think about this. I think she is not the asshole, but I think that she's not perfect either. Right. I think that in order to have like a healthy relationship, you can't just be shitting on the person that you're with. Right. And so her being like, stop talking about D and D isn't actually giving any sort of like constructive potential replacement either. And that's not to say that she has to like hold his hand and like, here's what we can talk about. And this, no, he's a grown ass man. That's fucking weird. Yeah. He's a fucking fucking grown ass man. He can figure out what else to talk about. But if y'all don't have anything else to talk about, Maybe you need to do things together. Yeah, I think and, that's the big. I think that's play the fucking big board thing. games or like Anything. things that what? are conducive to like like if you're chronically ill and you're sick, right? Like, what can you do from the couch play together? Video games. Play fucking Baldur's Gate together. That would actually probably satiate his love for D and D, and wouldn't make like it. You don't need but to like, RP she in might, that game. She might also like really sure. fucking not like start a fucking Stardew Valley farm together. Yeah, for real. You know like, literally, I mean? like, like, like literally, like literally find something, something together. Yeah. And that's not like, and I understand that this person didn't say like, we need to stop talking about D and D forever. She was just saying, Hey, I'm burned out. I would this like to stop talking about D and D for a all bit. the time. Constantly. Like with no breaks. Yeah, she just needs a she and just needs a breather. Reasonable when you it don't really play D and D and someone's talking to you about D and D, it sounds like nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. when when my family, I love my family so much. I have a really great relationship with my family. They do not ask us about how our D and D games go because if we got into it, they would just be like, "I don't get it." Yeah. <laughs> and this that that conversation had yeah. happened multiple times over the past few years where they'd be like how'd your D game go and i'd explain all this and they'd be like i don't really get it and i'd be like that's totally fine i won't keep talking to you about it like this is something that i do outside of you know and yeah. so i really talk about D with other people that play D um and so i think it's reasonable for her to have been like stop please but yeah. i think it's unreasonable for her to expect him to like never talk about it and i don't think that's what she said so i don't I'm glad think that's to what yeah that. i don't think that's what she's getting at but i think that they should find a hobby together yeah i think that'd be really good for find them Find a hobby together like we do a lot together we do a lot we do yeah a we lot do a lot together and so we talk a lot about D because it consumes a lot of our mind but we talk a lot about yeah. other stuff right like yeah. we work out together we do board we games do. together yeah. we play Baldur's gate and even if we're not playing a co-op campaign one of us is playing on the couch while the other person is watching yeah. right so we we do a lot together and so even if i i think it would still be sad if one of us didn't want to talk to the other person about D D. But yep. if that were the case, we would have other stuff to we talk about. We would have other things to talk about. And it feels like this but couple I feel doesn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that might, that might just be a big a big part of it. So, yeah. I mean, once again, we don't know the context of this no. of this couple. We don't know. There are some couples that don't have a huge amount in common as far as hobbies and interests yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Because they have decided that other things in their relationship are more important. And that's reasonable. Um, which is totally reasonable and Can't totally relate. cool. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so who knows? Yeah, I know. It's 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 a tough one. And and a lot of the comments agree. A lot of the people are saying like you're not the asshole. They're like, "Hey, does this guy have ADHD?" I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you have ADHD. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's but there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's just these people are like monopolizing combo is an ADHD thing. No judgment, but like he might be hyper-focusing. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that's fine. People hyper-focus all the time. And even if you're not ADHD, man, sometimes you just like It's nice to hyper-focus man, sometimes. Obsessing over over something really cool. It's dope. When we started playing Kingdom Death, how much did I fucking hyper-focus on that game? Oh. On builds and shit. I would literally get text messages in the middle of the day of Eric being like, I was on the Kingdom Death subreddit yeah. on lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I found this. What do you think? And I was like, I haven't thought about it since we played three days ago. Yeah. Darling, the 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 game is not in front of me. I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> that was your vibe. That's not true, though. For all things, I definitely hyper-focus on stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, we were not hyper focusing on Kingdom Death at the same time. No. So, but I didn't get upset at you for wanting to talk about Kingdom Death. No. But I also no, you don't laughed think at me. That's about I it. Did, I did have a little chuckle, but I also don't think this person is an asshole. No, I don't um, think so. But also, I don't think it's wrong. I, I, I don't think it's wrong for him to want D and D gifts for Christmas either. If that's I what think he that's loves. totally fine. I don't why she mentioned that like what's wrong it's, that's it's that's just because gift. that's just because she's she's trying to drive she's over she's completely saturated yeah, with it in her yeah, life and it's yeah, not yeah, something yeah. that she enjoys but, like you got me D gifts for christmas yeah but that's because i also that's babe that happened because i was looking for things for me <laughs> <laughs> and then i saw something that was very much you and then i bought it for you instead that's a real thing that happened. That's a real thing that happened. Incredible. But you got me some, like, uh, Eric got me this, like, beautiful, I'll post it on our social media. Um, Eric got me this beautiful, like, wooden dice box that has a mermaid on it. Um, and because it's winter, y'all haven't seen my arms. But I, if you don't already know me, I have a mermaid tattoo on my arm. Um, I love a mermaid. Um, for Halloween, we went as Prince Eric and Ariel. Yeah. Because my best so. friend made me an Ariel costume a very long time ago. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, you got me in some liquid core dice, and they're awesome. And I'm officially obsessed with liquid core dice. Delicious. They're yep. so good. Anyways, it's a general consensus that this person is not the asshole. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. I think we can all agree on that. I do think that there is. There are things you can do. There are things you can do. I think that we can. It's so tough because she says she's sick. And as a chronically ill person, I I, get it. I took that as that she was sick of his bullshit. No, I think she said she's literally sick. Oh, she's like literally sick. Yeah, she says. Is he kind of like a bit of a caretaker at this point in time? uh, I don't know. She says, um, I also feel bad because it's really his only outlet he lost a really close relationship last year and I've been really sick. So reality yeah, is very no. stressful. So it sounds for him. like, oh yeah. And right? like, yeah. That and makes that's, it a bit more complex. That, that just drives home my sympathy for the, for the Dudorino man. I know. I like it's like, him. I like getting yourself lost in something like the indie, which is so creative. Yeah. So easy. It's yep. like, it's the easiest thing. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. Yeah. I get it. So, and, and like, I do it. And I honestly, I do it even when I plan, our campaign like yeah. i get really like in my head oh, i know 
we'll like be walking eyes. the dog. Like we'll be we'll be like walking the dog together. And there will be long swaths of time on this walk where neither of us will talk. We will just be walking silently next to each other. And I'll go, what were you thinking about? And he'll go, D&D. And I'll go, same. <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, I really get it. Uh, I yeah. really get both of these. I get it. I get both of these. It's tough. And like, I especially yeah. feel for her because like, like I said, I am chronically ill. Like there are times, there have been a couple of times and you witnessed one of them where like I was functionally bedbound for a week because my asthma was so bad. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't do anything because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. You had a bad time. Right. So it's like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, I, you know, you can still play board games. I don't know what illness you have. It's tough. It's tough. Anyways, that's today's am I the asshole? We're going to do some hot takes. Let's go. It's hot take time. Hot pockets. <laughs> hot pockets of... <laughs> I'm letting this one go. This one I'm, I'm letting this go. Up, this one I'm bringing up because I personally um, am a fan of the thing that uh, Hexplorers is against. So this one is from Hexplorers D and D, um, and it says, "Lukewarm take." Okay. In long form campaigns, if you mm-hmm. don't put some kind of fancy ball or masquerade your party gets to go to, what are you doing? Agreed. Agreed. I believe, I believe every single campaign should have a fancy ball. Give your characters shopping montages. Allow them to describe their pretty dresses. I beg. You did it. You might be a bit biased. I <laughs> am not going to lie. I am. Um, I fucking am. It's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. It's a great, it's a great thing to do. And it's like a, a outside of my objective bias. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. So many campaigns, you're going on adventures. You're dirty. You're in the forest. You're in your adventuring clothes. Like, it, it, you know, you're like fighting. There's blood. It's like, there's like a certain grit. There's a nice dichotomy in being able to get dressed up. Yeah. And and the fun, if you're playing in person or even if you're playing online, dress up on the ball night. Yeah. Like actually yeah. dress Some up. Some of our characters actually dressed up, like which is like fun. Actually dress up. Yeah. It's fun. And what is the point of like life if you are not having fun when you can? Yeah. Well, what's the point of D&D if you're not having fun every once in a while? Right? Yeah. Like not every know. once in a while. Every what the hell? Every once in a while. Um, no, like for the real. The game should be misery 90% of the miserably. time now. Um, yeah, no, I think that, I think it's a fun outlet, um, for characters to really express, sorry, for players to express their characters, actually, like it, like it's really is like a fun way for, um, for the players to visually represent, uh, yeah, what their character's vibe Uh, is all about, um, in a, in a different context, right? Also smooching with. Um, nobles and royalty yeah. is a fun, like it just is fun. Well, it's, it's a great way to actually use like charisma and performance. Mm-hmm. And like, like if you have a face in your party and you've been on the road the whole time and 
your bard or your sorcerer haven't really had a chance to like shine with their strongest mm-hmm. skills, it's a great way to let those characters shine. Yeah. Right. So I agree with Hexplorers. What are you doing? Yeah. What I are think, you doing? I think it's good. I what's interesting too is that in both of our games, because I have one in the Eberron Heist because the heist took place during a gala, which is like just wonderful. Yeah. Just wonderful so vibes for that. But there's also like you had a ball in your very first mini campaign that you ran at the yeah, beginning. It and was, the one thing but I should say my mini campaign, my like six session campaign was high society. Yes. And it opened like it started with a ball. Yeah. And someone died. And someone died. <sighs> um, what what I would say is that I think it would be interesting in our games to have it later in the campaign where the where the characters are in fact established because the problem is with doing it really early yeah. is that um, the players don't know who the characters are yet. Yeah, you're gonna have a semi ball opportunity yeah. later in yeah. my campaign. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I cool. haven't. Well, it's not a semi ball. It is going to be like you are going to be in like white tie. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I understand. Like, yeah. like. Uh, that's I have it all planned yeah. and it is later in the campaign. So you will have not only a more robust sense of who your character is, but you will also have had character growth already as well. Yeah. Right. Hopefully mm-hmm. your character needs to do some growing. Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's a little, a little, a little bitch. Um, he's, a, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty shitty. Yeah, he's, he's pretty shitty. I love him though. I yeah. love him. Um, I love all of your characters yeah. in my game. Anyways, okay. So that was that hot take. We obviously fully agree. Yeah. Like give 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 your faces the chance to do something fun. Yeah. Um you it doesn't have to just be a ball for the sake of a ball. Like they could be like investigating something. They could be trying to sneak into the house. They could be trying to find clues. They could be trying to sneak into the ball and maybe that's the challenge. Let right. Your let your bard um go on stage. And let like, your bard go, go on, on stage. stage. Let your bard like do like do that stuff, right? Yeah. Like let like go it's ahead. Fun. It's fun. You know, <laughs> let them have fun. So I I completely agree. Hexplorers. Um. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. One more. We always do two hot takes. I think it's fun to do two hot takes. Okay. Um. Okay. Crimes in. Oh, I've got to say hot take first. <laughs> I have to say. Sorry, I fucked up. I have to say hot take first. Hot take. Crimes in public result in a bounty system where mercenaries take the place of wolves in the encounter table. I mean, so the idea that um, open crimes place a bounty on the characters, yeah, kind of like absolutely. In like, uh, Skyrim, no, like. no doubt. Like, there's not not even a hint of disagreement for I me. I think I'm on really that. on board with that. Yeah. I think I'm on board with it. The the merci- So I actually don't run random encounter tables i don't know what almost. i literally just looked up what an encounter table is i've never used yeah one in my i life. really i haven't used my, it in my, a long time because combat is so rare in my games yeah. combat is so meticulously planned yeah. out yeah we don't we don't run a like a hex crawler kind of um game where like you're trying to get from point a to point b and the journey itself is the danger that doesn't tend to be yeah. Too much. You might run into that a little bit in Drome. Yeah. Just because Drome itself is extremely dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like for the most part, like, yeah, that's not something that's, we do. Th- that's not something we do. But if we were to but run an encounter table. I think that 
um, for games like like ours where um, you are mostly in cities in yeah. cities yeah. Um, I think just like having it so like yeah um, I'm making this up on the spot yeah. FYI for the yeah, rest yeah, of yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. you could do something where um, every day yeah. you roll a D100 right and after a certain threshold, like if it's under a certain number, yeah, um, there is there is in fact a like a random encounter with like mercenaries, yeah, right, um, bounty hunters, if you yeah, will, yeah, 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 and that number goes up the more notorious you are throughout the city. It's right? kind of like how I run uh, wild magic surges. Yeah. So like when there's a wild magic surge, it's one for the first time, yep. and then if you don't surge the next time you roll, it's one and two. Yep. And then if you don't surge, it's one, two, and three. Yeah. Just and it make just it, keeps going. Just make up, it worse. Right. Just, make, just it worse. make it harder for the encounter to not happen. I mean, like you guys in we would probably have had to do something like that if you guys had stayed in Sharn. Yeah, I was after not you guys, staying in yeah, Sharn. Y'all y'all were like we, <laughs> I was out. I was I'm, like, hey, get everyone, out of here. here's a safe house and here's a way out. Let's go 12 hours later. Yeah. Like I was like, round up, let's go. Yeah. So yep. yeah. Run. I, I Run I, to the I, safe house and then get the hell out of Sharn. I yeah. think I agree. I think I agree with this hot take. I think I like it. Um, I think I think I actually like your addition to it. I think I like that. I think I like it a lot. I'm like kind of smart. You're like pretty smart. Or something. <laughs> Can I, don't I know. tell you all something? <laughs> so every time. I, what the fuck is you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> every time we record this podcast specifically for the Am I the Assholes, but it also happens with the hot takes. So we have this whole conversation. We turn off the camera. I start editing. Eric hears it again as I'm editing. And he goes, now that I think about it more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do it all the time. He does this all Literally the time. Literally all the time. With everything. If you let him cook. His thoughts on it develop more. So you get like you you all get the rawest, freshest thoughts. But like this week, like literally today, we were talking about last week's Am I the Asshole? And he was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. The more I thought about it, I was like, man, the more it's just so egregious to it's like so be like, man, rude. your child is just so annoying. Like literally. Anyway, I mean, like really like, dude, you're. I mean, we're now we're going back to the previous MLS. Yeah, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go too deep like, into that. It's like, dude, like these people open up their house to you, and 100%. you're gonna give them shit for having a you're kid. Not even really? Pitch for a babysitter? You're just you're gonna not cry even gonna about pitch it? for a babysitter. That's to me, Fuckers. that's wild. And I looked. I actually, this is bad. Okay, I even like looked up how much babysitters were <laughs> in our area, and it was he like this this week. I'm like, it's twenty <laughs> bucks an hour. It's not that much. It's not that much. Ever if like split that between if four to six people. If our whole group yeah. pitched for a baby, like let's say we had a child, right? Like if our whole group pitched, it would be less than twenty dollars each. Yeah. Which I'm sorry, but that's not gonna break the that's bank. That's nothing. That ain't gonna break the bank. That's nothing for like that's that's chips and pop, yo. For real, that's beer. Snacks. If you guys drink, yeah, and they provide snacks. Anyways, we're not going to get into last yeah. week's "Am I the yeah. Asshole?" Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are that's our, our th that's our updated thoughts. That's our updated thoughts. Um, my thoughts haven't changed. I've always been this aggressive. Um, Eric just gets more aggressive the more he thinks about things. Um, that's true. 
So that is this up this week's episode of I'd Crit That. <laughs> and in good time because my family is going to be here in 10 minutes. So um, I wanted to say thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of I'd Crit That. Um, I also wanted to thank you all so much for the wonderful, warm reception. Yeah, it's um, been It's wild. crazy. Like we have a thousand followers on uh, TikTok already, which is mind blowing. That's yeah. And not something I necessarily expected, um, even though I have like personally quite a large platform that doesn't always translate over to podcasts and um, it seems like a lot of people are finding us themselves which is really exciting which is pretty cool yeah Yeah, it's awesome and so i just wanted to thank you all so much uh for listening and for continuing to listen um and uh we will be back next week with another am i the asshole with more hot takes if you have your own hot take you can tweet at us you can message us on instagram you can message us on tiktok you can tweet at me you can message me on instagram you can message me on tiktok all of the above. Please don't message me. <laughs> You're like, actually, that's not true. If you message, I'd crit that, you will get access to Eric because Eric now has the login yeah, for the I'd crit that TikTok. True. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> oh, I've managed to get him on social media, folks. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, my name is Victoria. I'm Eric. Hello. And this- right, goodbye. <laughs> Yes, another clip. Um, and Fuck. this is going. Fuck. This this was the fourth episode of I'd Crit That. Uh, may the rolls be ever in your favor, and I hope you have wonderful TTRPGs this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.